Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. But is there now enough money to actually do it? And what about the locals there? We'll talk to NBC4 transportation reporter Adam Tusk. Tough day on Wall Street, down, down 764. The Nasdaq lost more than 3%. The S&P was down 100. WTOP at 7 o'clock. White House COVID prep. We're seeing COVID rising across the country this winter. Next stop for a massive winter storm, the Northeast. Our peak is going to be about one to two inches per hour through Friday. Markets plunge on recession fears. The consumer can't spend what they don't have. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. With COVID cases up across 90% of the country, the White House is stepping up its winter COVID plan, offering free tests again and urging people to get boosted. COVID response coordinator Dr. Ajit Shah. Starting today, each U.S. household can order up to four at-home tests free from COVIDtest.gov, with tests starting to ship as early as next week. Dr. Shaw says COVID deaths and hospitalizations are also on the rise, with nearly 3,000 deaths reported last week, mostly in those 65 and older. Blizzard warnings are posted in the northern plains and upper Midwest as a huge storm system now heads east, prompting ice and winter storm warnings from western Virginia to Maine. Gary Ishman is with the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation. Ice is a lot worse to deal with than snow is. Snow, we can drop the plow and plow it off the road. Ice is another animal. The South is cleaning up after tornadoes that killed at least three people in Louisiana. In Gretna, Michael Willis says he was in his SUV when it was picked up by a twister. It happened fast, and I've never been inside of a tornado before. I'm looking at wood buildings all in the same spin. Like, it's spinning with me, and then it gets slung me out. A possible tornado has wrecked a building housing a cotton gin in rural Georgia. A judge hands down the longest prison term so far in the plot to kidnap Michigan's governor. Joe Morrison, Pete Musico, and Paul Beller were not charged with having a direct role in the conspiracy, but they were members of a paramilitary group that trained with Adam Fox, the leader of the scheme. Paul Beller told the court... I would like to apologize to the governor. I in no way meant her any harm. Beller got seven years in prison. Morrison was sentenced to 10 years, and Musico received at least 12. The CDC updates its BMI growth chart for kids. WSB Sabrina Cupid in Atlanta. In recent decades, severe obesity among children in America has nearly quadrupled. Now, the Atlanta-based CDC has updated growth charts to extend from a body mass index of 37 to 60 because of that. The old charts had been used since 2000, and they were based on data from U.S. surveys conducted from 1963 to 1994 when far fewer children were obese. U.S. stocks plunged. The Dow closed down 764 points. NASDAQ fell 360. S&P 500 was down 100. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger on why. Stocks sold off as investors continued to wrestle with the idea that the economy is slowing down so much that it could tip into a recession in 2023. Now this. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. 703 here on WTOP. It's Thursday evening, December 15th, 2022. Right now in Upper Marlboro, 45 degrees. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis. And I'm Michelle Bash. The top local stories we're following this hour... The top one is new. We're getting additional details on what led to a deadly road rage shooting after a car crash in southeast D.C. 
WTOP's Mike Barillo tells us the tragedy happened yesterday afternoon. In D.C. Superior Court, a lawyer for 44-year-old Anthony Williams of Gaithersburg says his client shot and killed 33-year-old Brooklyn Michael Lynn of Southeast in self-defense. The shooting happened after Williams was involved in a crash with a woman on Good Hope Road. According to charging documents, Lynn came to the scene after the crash, after the woman called him, and Williams says he shot Lynn after Lynn started punching him. Police say while surveillance video shows Lynn aggressively approaching the car, it didn't back up the claim of the punching. While police announced second-degree murder charges against Williams, in court he was only charged with carrying a gun without a license and was released on GPS monitoring. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. It's been about a month since three people were killed and two others hurt in a shooting at the University of Virginia. And tonight, the parents of one victim speak out for the first time. We're asking the college football world to stand with us. Sean Perry is Deshaun Perry's father, advocating against gun violence and for help with mental health. They have a huge platform. They can stand with us with sensitive gun laws, make, make a statement, and just let them know that they're behind us. Just give a voice to your voice. There, there are thousands of voices out there. The Perry family's attorney says any potential lawsuit over what happened awaits the conclusion of an investigation by the state. Christy King, WTOP News. If you live in Virginia, are more tax cuts on the way? Tonight, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin is proposing a billion more dollars in tax cuts. He says the proposal will make the Commonwealth more competitive with other states. We can do even more. Taxes are still too high. This round of $1 billion in cuts comes on top of $4 billion in tax relief already passed this year. The governor says even with a recession looming, the state can afford it. He wants a drop in the corporate tax rate from 6 to 5%, as well as lowering the income tax rate by a quarter of a percent. He's also calling for an additional $2.6 billion in spending. Among the priorities, $427 million for education. COVID-19 pandemic exacerbated the learning loss. Some Democrats already pushing back, saying the cuts benefit corporations above those who need help most. Youngkin needs Democratic support to pass these budget amendments in the coming year. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. Outgoing Maryland Republican Governor Larry Hogan is making some budget recommendations to incoming Democratic Governor Wes Moore, still the governor-elect at this point. It's at a time when the state has a big, big budget surplus. Hogan outlined highlights in his budget proposal to the governor-elect just today. Now, that surplus is worth roughly $2.5 billion, and then there's about $3 billion in the Maryland Rainy Day Fund. Hogan's budget team has been working with the incoming administration for the next fiscal year. Moore will turn over his budget plan to the General Assembly January 20th. That's only a couple of days after he takes office. Now a follow-up to the D.C. Housing Authority controversy that included people having to live in rat-infested and mold-covered homes and a massive reprimand from the federal government for how things were being run. The city's Attorney General, Carl Racine, is out with proposals he says would help create what he calls a truly independent housing authority board and address some of the problems we mentioned. The agency handles about 8,000 housing units across the nation's capital. Racine says the D.C. Council should make changes to how the authority is run. The attorney general says a large focus should be on Mayor Muriel Bowser's political influence over the authority, which he argues now focuses more on furthering development goals than it does in helping low-income people live in safe housing that pose no health hazards. Racine says the council should cut back on Bowser's ability to appoint a majority of the Housing Authority's Board of Commissioners. Right now, she appoints six members. Plus, one of her deputies has a guaranteed seat. 707 here and coming up after traffic and weather. Now that Metro's Silver Line extension is done, what could be the next big project? For years, there's been talk of maybe a Georgetown metro station or National Harbor. But the news tonight is the projects may finally be able to start. We'll talk more coming up on WTOP. Oh, hello. 
Do you get exactly what you need and want from your health plan? Meet Optima Health, a new kind of friend in Northern Virginia. With Optima Health, you'll find special savings on the things you need, like vision and hearing care, and discounts on everything you want, like gym memberships and wellness programs. Go to OptimaHealth.com and meet your something to smile about friend. Offered by Optima Health Plan. Here's a highlight from Raj Jammy, the Chief Technologist for Advanced Technologies at MITRE on Federal News Network's Executive Briefing, sponsored by MITRE. The important factor that we have to keep in mind is we need to approach the problem of semiconductor technology a little more holistically than we've been doing so far. In the past, it was it was simply a question of scale and um, you have a next generation node, or perhaps you have a new architecture and you have a next generation node. It's no longer so. To learn more, visit Federal News Network. Search MITRE. 708. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Here's Rich Hunter. All right, traveling into the district, northbound 395, heavy and slow across the 14th Street Bridge, continuing over towards southwest, but no incidents as of late reported in your way. Again, very heavy in northwest in the area of Mount Vernon Square and the Convention Center. Even though the summit is officially over, uh, there's still a lot of bailout traffic on the K Street and Pennsylvania Avenue. They're much heavier than usual, especially folks headed west uh, toward Washington Circle and headed west toward the Whitehurst Freeway, picking up a lot of extra volume there due to some closures and restrictions on L Street. So be aware, it's very slow there. If you're traveling on DC 295, as of late, better on both north and south headed into town. I-295 also in good shape as of late. That way pretty much cleared out uh, through Maryland and Virginia. The one hiccup is the is the crash cleanup in a loop just after Van Dorn Street as you head south of Alexandria towards Springfield. They were still along the left side, and as a result, delays begin before Eisenhower Avenue headed south on the inner loop. Uh, 95 in Virginia, some unusually heavy delays northbound, coming north of Dale City, headed toward 123. Previous vehicle fire has been gone for a while, but again, delays remain. Cleaning up the crash over in Dumfries, northbound 234 at Spriggs Road. That was along the left side. And in Manassas, Liberia Avenue, northbound at Signal Hill Road. Crash there along the right side of the roadway. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4, four-day forecast now with Amelia Draper. Scattered showers will continue to impact the area. When it's all said and done, we'll pick up close to two inches of rain from the storm system today. That also brought pockets of freezing rain north and west of the D.C. metro, mainly during the morning hours. Now, as the rain tapers off, cloudy skies remain with lows tonight in the upper 30s to mid-40s. Highs tomorrow in the mid to upper 40s with increasing sunshine and a bit of a breeze. Dry but cold over the weekend. Low to mid-40s on Saturday, near 40 on Sunday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. We have 42 in Gaithersburg, 45 in Arlington, and 46 in Lanham right now. Lows tonight in the 30s and 40s. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. As far as Storm Team 4 radar, the really powerful storms there all over uh, Maryland's eastern shore and Delaware, right around the nation's capital, especially northwest of the Beltway. Still some lighter rain, but we're finally getting that heavy stuff out of here. It's 7-11, and we've got a follow-up to a story that WTOP has been updating for years, and in some cases even generations or decades. How excited would you be to have a metro station in Georgetown? Or how about getting one at National Harbor, getting there on Metro Rail? These plans have been discussed for, as we say, in some 
some cases, a very long time. But as NBC4's transportation reporter Adam Tuss tells Dimitri, now the federal dollars may finally be there to get these projects underway. I think the big news here is that the new general manager is understanding that if he wants to get this project done, now is the time. At a board meeting last week, he was telling his board and Metro officials that, look, the federal money that's been given to public transportation or allocated for projects like this, it exists right now. But you go four or five years down the line, all that money will likely be dried up. And there's never any guarantee that that kind of money is going to be available again. And so what he's saying is this project, which will have a price tag in the billions, no doubt, and it's not going to be able to be done without any sort of federal funding. So the, the general manager is saying, let's get an alternative plan identified, and then we can go ahead and apply for federal funding and then take the next step from there. Talk about the blue line loop. Tell us more about what would be happening there with it. The Blue Line Loop is just one of the possibilities for how the Blue Line could be split and sent off into a different direction. This one makes a lot of sense if you take a look at it from a perspective of where it goes in terms of Georgetown, National Harbor, going across the Wilson Bridge, which does have space for a heavy rail line, and then linking back up to the existing metro system. The real issue here with the Blue Line is that the Roslyn station right now, as it is, is becoming way too crowded trying to get the silver, orange, and blue lines all through there at the same time. So metro planners are realizing that if they want to unlock what is the bottleneck of the metro system, the Roslyn station, they're going to have to build another tunnel under the Potomac in that area at some point. Now, some people who claim to know local history believe that the people of Georgetown fought tooth and nail to keep a metro station out of their neighborhood all these years and all these decades. Is that really true? Well, Dimitri, this part of our D.C. history has actually never been proven to be completely true. It's actually more urban myth and urban legend than anything else. And if you go back and you start taking a look at the reason why Georgetown never got a metro station in the first place when the metro system was being built in the 60s and 70s, is that the rock in that area, the geology, was really hard to dig through. It was something that prevented the planners and the construction crews at that time from getting in there. The thinking now... Nowadays is that construction has come far enough along that building a new station in there would be totally doable. But that part that Georgetown residents, while some Georgetown residents might be happy that there's not a metro station there, there was never really a huge pushback to building a station there. What's your final thought about all this? I think it's exciting to think about new metro extensions, right? I mean, this isn't the only one that people are talking about. There's a lot of people who wanted to go to Prince William County to go down Route 1 in Fairfax County toward Fort Belvoir. Some people wanted to go to BWI. Everyone has their own metro extension that they want to see happen. I think personally what Metro really needs to do now that the Silver Line is open is they really need to focus on increasing the frequency of trains and buses, focus really heavily on what they have right now and making that work perfectly and then we can get into some of the other stuff. But this really what we're talking about here with the Blue Line splitting off, this is years and years down the line. That is NBC4 transportation reporter and WTOP alum Adam Tuss. Coming up here on WTOP are the Capitals still basking in the glow of Ophi's 800th goal They are back on home ice tonight, and we'll have the latest for you right here on WTOP. Shopping for a new appliance? You better shop fast. Price increases are hitting select items on January 2nd. Hurry to Bray & Scarf and beat the increases now with year-end savings throughout the store with next-day and two-day delivery on in-stock bestsellers. Don't wait. Save big with double rebates on select GE Profile and Cafe Packages. And get free basic installation on select monogram built-in refrigerators and pro ranges. 
all at the absolute lowest prices with Bray & Scarf's best price guarantee. Bray & Scarf is the area's number one local and independent appliance retailer. Our experts receive hours and hours of factory training. They're ready to answer all your questions and give you the personal attention you deserve. So shop now and save now. Beat the price increases at Bray & Scarf. Visit any of our convenient locations or shop online at BrayAndScarf.com, where it doesn't cost more to get more. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Here's Rob Woodfork. All right, the Capitals and Stars underway at Capital One Arena. The Caps chasing a sixth straight win while Alex Ovechkin continues to chase history. No score in the early going. Ovi already on the bench getting a breather, so we're a little ways away from seeing uh, 801 if it does happen tonight. The uh, Commanders back in practice. The only non-participant was Sadiq Charles on a banged-up offensive line that also had Andrew Norwell limited. Wes Schweitzer sliding from guard over to starting center. He is the sixth different starter at that position. Offensive coordinator Scott Turner. How's that adjustment for Taylor Heineke? Just for the quarterback and like then the communication. Those linemen, like they spend so much time together. They're pretty good of like communicating, you know, amongst that group. The snap's a little bit different, you know, maybe the timing on the gun snaps. Taylor's worked with Wes before, so it, it wasn't, you know, hard to get back in. And Wes is, he's done this play guard, he plays center, so he'll be fine. But there's just that little bit of adjustment, you know, when you kind of start the practice week. Of greater significance, both of the top running backs Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson Jr. were limited with leg ailments. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Well, coming up here on WTOP, the top stories we're following for you this hour. The U.S. Senate is racing to avert a government shutdown at the end of this week, which is almost here. Well, a new plan is out to stop at least some of those deadly shootings in D.C. We'll have some details about that. The search is on for suspects in a home invasion robbery near Capitol Hill by men posing as FBI agents in tactical gear. Dude, stay with us here on WTOP for more about all of these stories in just minutes. It's now 718. And traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. Right on the Beltway in Alexandria on the inner loop just after uh, Van Dorn Street. The crash uh, looked like it had been cleared, but there's still a trooper on the left shoulder. They may still have the lane blocked a little further back. But again, it was slow from at least Eisenhower Avenue getting past what was left of the crash. Uh, so just be careful headed that way. 95 North and apparently the culprit. Just before the Prince William Parkway was a disabled vehicle that has since been cleared from the roadway. Uh, pace is slowly starting to pick up, headed north of the Prince William Parkway toward 123, so good news there. Uh, still had some issues with flooding from all the rain we've had over the last uh, 12 to 24 hours. Lawyers Road in Vienna closed east of Hunter Mill Road. Old Courthouse Road closed each way at Besley Road in Vienna. Uh, over in Fairfax Station's Burke Lake Road between 123 and Kilkenny Lane. And then also in Leesburg, Shreve Mill Road, uh, between Sicklin Road and uh, Dulles Greenway, that had been closed each way due to flooding as well. And the usual spot down in uh, right in the Stafford-Fredericksburg area, Harold Road closed between Forbes Street and Deacon Road. That, again, as, of, as a result of high-standing water. Still cleaning up a couple of crashes in Prince William, northbound Dumfries Road at Spriggs Road. That was along the left side. You were squeezing by to the right. Liberia Avenue northbound in Manassas at Signal Hill Road. You were getting by a single file left past the crash there. As far as the interstates go, uh, besides the 95, 395, not bad, south headed toward the Beltway. 66 west from Roslyn through Haymarket for now without significant issue. 
Again, downtown heads up for delays in and around the downtown grid as a result of some of the remaining closures from the African Leaders Summit. Again, there's some parking restrictions that remain as well. Plus, there were a couple of incidents, uh, one along Pennsylvania Avenue, one along K Street, which really bogged things down. But it looks like it's getting a little bit better, but it may still be a while before that all starts to clear out this evening. Rid your home of unwanted pests. Turn to Home Paramount Pest Control. Call today for a free inspection. 888-888-HOME or HomeParamount.com. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Amelia Draper. The good news, no worries of a refreeze overnight tonight with temperatures staying above 32. The bad news, still dealing with rainy, wet conditions across the area. Showers taper off very late tonight into early tomorrow morning. And then throughout the day, we'll have increasing sunshine, breezy winds, and highs for your Friday in the mid to upper 40s. Mostly to partly sunny on Saturday, plenty of sun on Sunday, still a bit of a breeze throughout the weekend with highs in the low to mid-40s on Saturday and near 40 on Sunday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. 45 at the Wharf in D.C. and in Oxon Hill. It's 38 in Sterling. Lows tonight expected to be in the upper 30s to mid-40s. The weather brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. So ahead right here on WTOP, as every new year goes by, we might be thinking about changes in the local real estate market. We'll take a look. Stay with us. Here's Carrie Wright. The Senior Director of Product Management for Practical Guidance and Analytical at LexisNexis on the discussion, Navigating Change and Driving Innovation Through Process, Automation and Technology, sponsored by LexisNexis. Everyone is looking at how they could improve their processes and automate manual and time-consuming tasks that, that really no one wants to be doing. We've worked with a lot of customers to automate or templatize their documents. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search LexisNexis. LexisNexis has introduced a new era in legal research with Lexis Plus. Our proven platform has consistently enabled attorneys at federal government agencies to succeed in driving their missions forward. Contact a LexisNexis representative today to learn more about Lexis Plus or visit LexisNexis.com slash Lexis Plus to learn how we can help empower attorneys at federal agencies to move initiatives forward. That's LexisNexis.com slash Lexis Plus. 722. Each day across our country, in big cities and small towns, highly skilled nurses make home visits to thousands of seniors. These free annual exams are part of house calls from United Healthcare Medicare Advantage. From a systemic perspective, this service is part of the solution to major challenges like access and affordability. But what are house calls like on a personal level? Here's what Darlene Minnesee, a United Healthcare nurse, has to say. The best thing about being a house calls nurse, the time that I'm allowed with the members in their home. We do a thorough exam. We're listening to everything that's going on in their lives. I want them to get whatever resources they might need to be healthy and then follow up, scheduling doctor's appointments. What inspired me to get into nursing was taking care of my grandmother. Everyone deserves the kind of care that I was able to give my grandmother. House calls from United Healthcare Medicare Advantage. Learn more at uhg.com slash house calls. House calls may not be available in all areas. This is WTOP News. 723. By now, you've probably heard that the Federal Reserve has raised its benchmark interest rate for the seventh time this year. The Fed's rate-setting committee hiked the benchmark rate by half a percentage point yesterday. It's, of course, all part of the Fed's effort to suppress inflation. So what does that mean for your money? CBS Money Watch reporter Amy Peakey puts the latest increase in simpler terms for us. Another way to think of it is every quarter of a percentage point increase 
adds an extra $25 a year in interest on $10,000 in debt. So, so far, we've had 4.25 percentage point increases. So that's an additional $425 in interest for each $10,000 in debt. In a statement, the Fed said the economy is seeing modest growth and that inflation remains elevated. Interest rates are expected to keep going up, but likely more slowly than they did this year. Wall Street really tanked today. We'll have the latest details on that in about 90 seconds. Well, as the new year approaches, some folks might be thinking about a new home. We're learning what to expect from the real estate market in Northern Virginia. We're probably nowhere near to getting back to 2.5% 15-year mortgages, says Terry Clower of the George Mason University Center for Regional Analysis. And it's going to take some time for people that are in the market to just get adjusted to that new reality. He told the Northern Virginia Association of Realtors panel that he expects mortgage rates will be between 6 and 6.75%. Clower says demand will remain high, but if Inventory is expected to drop 19%. And a lot of that's going to be folks that have that really cheap mortgage aren't going to want to sell. Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. A Maryland hunting group has hunger in its targets. It wants to help feed those who don't have very much. As WTLP's John Doman reports, even non-hunters can help out. The Maryland-based Farmers and Hunters Feeding the Hungry is launching the Hunt Down Hunger campaign for the holiday season. If you're a hunter, they have the opportunity to donate a legally harvested and tagged and field-dressed deer to a participating butcher shop where it will be processed and then the meat packaged and distributed to a food bank or a food pantry in that community. Josh Wilson, the executive director of Farmers and Hunters Feeding the Hungry, says that butchers throughout Maryland and Virginia will do just that. If you're not a hunter, well, you can still donate financially because someone has to pay the butchers to get that meat ready for donation. And that averages usually around $65 per deer, uh, in some places even higher. The average deer provides 40 pounds of lean meat for food pantries. John Dome in WTOP News. Money News 25 and 55 with Steve Dresner. It was certainly another disastrous day on Wall Street. The Dow posting its worst performance in three months, falling 764 or losing 2.2%. S&P 500 was down 99 and the NASDAQ losing 3.2% or falling 360. Of the big losers on Thursday featuring Netflix suffering their biggest loss since April, 290 down $27 or losing just over 8 and a half percent of its overall volume. Biotech giant Gaithersburg-based Novavax finishing just over $11 a share was off $6, but losing over 34% of its overall volume. Steve Dresner, WTOP News. Money News brought to you by D.C. Department of Buildings, building our future together. The D.C. Department of Buildings serves the district's residents, businesses, and visitors and advances the development of D.C.'s built environment by prioritizing people, innovation, and safety. Learn more at dob.dc.gov. The very latest on the effort to avoid a government shutdown coming up after traffic and weather. It's 726. The Greater Washington Board of Trade is a professional membership community representing top, vibrant, and diverse leaders who work together to build strong economic growth for the D.C. region. And now...